this is Sarah Lemon, author of the Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Meal Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Meal Tribune and Rosebud Media. You can find it online at mealtribune.com forward slash podcasts and read my blog, The Whole Dish, at mealtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Coconut milk is a main ingredient in the current post to my blog, and it's one that's very useful, of course, as a pantry staple. I explained how I reach for coconut milk when I have very few other ingredients to work with. I know that I can use just about any vegetable and some Thai curry paste and serve that over rice, and it doesn't even need meat. I can add nuts. I can add mushrooms, and with a few fresh mint leaves and some fresh scallions from the garden, I can pull together a dish that's pretty satisfying with very, very little. Of course, one of my other pantry staples has long been curry paste. Specifically, green curry paste is the flavor profile I prefer, and I often use the Thai Kitchen brand and keep that on hand pretty much season in and season out. My favorite combination is in the summertime with eggplant and green beans, which is very, very common in many Thai restaurants. But again, it lends itself to a wide variety of flavor profiles. It's a little spicier, a little bit more herbaceous than red curry paste. I'm getting a little bored with this flavor though is months of fewer trips to the grocery stores and pantry staple meals are wearing on. And when I saw a recipe using coconut milk that has just a little bit different feel, I decided that I would definitely give this one a try. And it's for Kenyan coconut chicken. The main difference that I can see between Indian curries and Thai curries, of course, Kenya being on the east coast of Africa, definitely pulls in those kinds of influences, is the use of lemon juice. I haven't ever seen lemon juice specifically used in classic kind of Indian and Thai curry dishes. I'm sure it is. It's just not something I've run across. Also, a very, very distinctive flavor of coriander, which of course is used in those other cuisines as well. But this recipe really brings it to the forefront along with some jalapenos and some fresh ginger. I thought I'd share that recipe in this podcast. But first, I'd like to go back to Thai green curry paste and revisit that It's easy, of course, to just spoon it out of the jar, but it's so much more flavorful when you can make it yourself. I'll admit, I don't all that often, but I did post a recipe almost a decade ago in 2012, February 21st, 2012, under the headline, Lemongrass Paste Imparts Instant Flavor. And I was sort of giving a review of a product I really like that I'd recently run across in the refrigerated portion of the produce section at Food for Less in Medford. It's lemongrass paste mentioned in the headline, and it's produced by a company called Gourmet Garden in Australia. And they do a variety of prepared 
spice pastes for chilies, ginger, and garlic, which I usually don't gravitate to because I can make those things myself at a fraction of the price. But lemongrass paste is a little different. Lemongrass, of course, is a little bit harder to work with. It's often not as fresh. I've certainly seen it kind of like moldy a little bit in some grocers where it just doesn't turn over fast enough. And it requires a lot of effort to get that essence out, usually bruising the stock, peeling it, simmering it to really, really get the flavor. So I love this lemongrass paste. And it's something I still buy and I do happen to have in my fridge right now. It's a great flavor enhancer for prepared curry paste, like the Thai green curry paste I like. usually add more when I'm making that from the prepared paste in a jar. But Thai green curry paste can be made from dozen or so ingredients. And of course, it's all done in the food processor and really not that difficult. So this recipe for Thai green curry paste then of course yields a Thai green chicken curry. And I'll share both of those. These can be found in my blog archives. And that's at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. And the easiest way to find them is select from the drop down menu on the right hand side of the page under archives. Select February 2012. And it should be kind of somewhere a third of the way down under February. 21st. Thai green curry paste calls for two serrano chilies that have been seeded, a half onion that's been peeled, a quarter bunch cilantro, the rind of a quarter lemon, a teaspoon black pepper, a tablespoon chopped garlic, three quarter teaspoon salt, a scant two teaspoons ground coriander, a heaping teaspoon ground cumin, a heaping teaspoon louse powder, which is actually dried ground galungal root and most widely available at Asian markets. But I have seen fresh galungal more and more often, definitely at Shopping Cart in Ashland is a place where I've picked it up. I think even Food for Less has started stocking it with some of their Asian ingredients. It also calls for a heaping teaspoon turmeric, and a quarter cup canola oil. Coarsely chop the two serrano chilies that have been stemmed and seeded, the half onion that's been peeled, the quarter bunch cilantro, and the rind of a quarter lemon, and place them in a blender. To the blender, add the teaspoon black pepper, the tablespoon chopped garlic, the three-quarter teaspoon salt, the scant two teaspoons ground coriander, the heaping teaspoon ground cumin, that heaping teaspoon louse powder, or you can substitute a little knob of peeled and grated fresh galungal root, and the heaping one teaspoon turmeric. With the blender running, slowly add the quarter cup canola oil to make a paste. You could also use avocado oil or grape seed oil as another neutral oil. I often prefer them to canola oil, which unless it's organic is usually genetically modified. This makes a generous cup of curry paste, which is more than needed for this recipe. The paste can be frozen and thawed as needed to be used in other recipes. And that, as well as the accompanying Thai green chicken curry, was adapted by the Los Angeles Times for Novo Restaurant in San Luis Obispo, California. Now that you have your Thai green curry paste, you need about a half a cup to make Thai green chicken curry. 
You also need two 14 ounce cans coconut milk, two stalks lemongrass. There's a lemongrass again, cut into about two inch pieces and smashed with a mallet or the heel of a knife or use that lemongrass paste. Just like two teaspoons, I think will replace the two lemongrass stalks. Two tablespoons fish sauce, one and a half teaspoons salt, two and a half pounds chicken thigh meat, two jalapenos that have been seeded and chopped, half a bunch of fresh cilantro chopped. And this makes six to eight servings, so it's a generous quantity of meat. In a large, heavy-bottomed pot, whisk together the two 14-ounce cans coconut milk with the half cup Thai green curry paste, the two stalks lemongrass or two teaspoons lemongrass paste, the two tablespoons fish sauce, and the one and a half teaspoons salt. Add the two and a half pounds chicken thigh meats been cut up and bring to a simmer over medium heat. Cook gently simmering until the chicken is tender for 30 to 45 minutes. Taste, adding additional curry paste if desired and adjusting the seasonings and flavorings as needed. Remove the lemongrass pieces. You can just ask people not to eat them if they end up on their plate. Stir in those two jalapenos that have been stemmed, seeded, and chopped, and the half bunch fresh cilantro that's been chopped before serving in individual bowls. Rice on the side. This makes about eight cups of curry. So it's a generous quantity. And again, that was posted to my blog, The Whole Dish, on February 21st, 2012, under the headline, Lemongrass Paste Imparts Instant Flavor, available at my blog archives, blogs.e7oregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. But back to the current posts to my blog, and those are at mealtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. The Kenyan coconut chicken is an interesting dish, really reminiscent of curry, but just with that little oomph, that little X factor. And in fact, the recipe testers for this dish caution against overcooking the garlic, chicken, and coriander in the beginning, or they'll lose that oomph at the end. It calls for two pounds boneless, skinless chicken thighs that have been trimmed, halved, and patted dry kosher salt to taste, freshly ground black pepper to taste, two tablespoons neutral oil, four medium garlic cloves that have been peeled and chopped, two jalapenos that have been stemmed, seeded, and finely chopped, a tablespoon peeled and finely grated fresh ginger, two teaspoons ground coriander, one 14 and a half ounce canned diced tomatoes, a half cup coconut milk, a half cup water, two tablespoons lemon juice, and one cup lightly packed fresh cilantro that's been chopped. Start Kenyan coconut chicken by seasoning the two pounds boneless, skinless chicken thighs that have been trimmed, halved, and patted dry with the salt and the pepper. In a 12-inch skillet over medium-high heat, heat the two tablespoons neutral oil. Again, that could be avocado oil, grapeseed oil, or some other oil that doesn't impart a lot of flavor to the end product. Add half the seasoned chicken, to the skillet and brown without disturbing for three to five minutes per side. Transfer to a bowl and repeat with the remaining chicken. To the skillet, add the four medium garlic cloves that have been peeled and chopped, the two jalapenos that have been stem seeded and finely chopped, the one tablespoon peeled and finely grated fresh ginger, and the two teaspoons ground coriander. Cook stirring until fragrant, just for 30 to 60 seconds. You're just going to smell it. That aroma is going to come up, and then it's time to add the other ingredients. 
Stir in the 14.5 ounce canned diced tomatoes with their juices, scraping up any brown bits in the skillet. Then stir in the half cup coconut milk and the half cup water. Add the chicken and any juices that have accumulated in the bowl and cook uncovered, stirring and flipping occasionally until skewer inserted into the largest piece of chicken meets no resistance. That'll take about 20 to 25 minutes. Turn off the heat, stir in the two tablespoons lemon juice and the one cup lightly packed fresh cilantro that's been chopped. Season and taste with salt and pepper. And that recipe was adapted by Tribune News Service from Christopher Kimball's Milk Street Magazine, the January-February 2020 issue. That recipe can be found on my blog, The Whole Dish, published on May 14th under the headline, Coconut Milk, Coriander, Create Chicken Wonder. Find that one along with more globally inspired, more comfort food, more pantry staple recipes at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Thanks for listening to and reading The Whole Dish.